In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Another victory, and I'm here with Jack. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm good. I told you I wouldn't be back um, this side of Christmas, but uh, we both got drunk yesterday. I was watching a bit of the game on my phone. I've rewatched it all this morning. So, uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, Paul was too hammered to do the pod by himself, so uh, it's all good. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we had a choice. We either had 15 non-NFL new Browns fans doing a podcast with me, all drunk. And I thought that would go down very bad. So um, you want to hear some of the chants they made up yesterday. It was awful. Um, But yeah, mate, what an awesome game. Um, I must admit, I had to watch it again this morning because I was a bit intoxicated yesterday. And I, I remember we did really well in the first quarter, second quarter. Third quarter was okay. And the fourth quarter, it just dropped. And I had to really focus on it in the last... Um, middle of the, of the quarter. But anyway, let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up. Right. Straight on with the predictions. Who did the best out of the three of us? It was Paul, but not you, Paul. It was Bengals' Paul. Um, got the score prediction nearest. Um, he went with 19-13, which was the nearest out of any of us. And so it's almost uh, in the right realm. Just a, a few more points were scored. So, uh, Bengals, Paul, and there's lots of people who've got in touch and said they really liked him coming on, guys. So, we'll make sure and um, we have him twice on next season. We'll get him on a bit in the off-season. Um, seems like just a really, really good guy. Yeah, really nice guy. He's a bit too pro-Bengals, but uh, we'll let him off. Well, to be fair, he predicted a Browns win and he knows his stuff. So, what more can we want? Yeah. And how did I do on the job challenge? We'll, we'll go through them one by one. Let's, let's start on the offence. So the offence, Baker's numbers, 27 of 37, 284 yards, three TDs, zero interceptions. Then you had Landry throw one for one for 63 yards, which was very close to being that left-handed touchdown. Not quite what you predicted, but we nearly got a left-handed touchdown. Um, and they went to... Perryman, two for four, 76 yards. Njoku, three for four, 73 yards and one TD. Higgins, six for seven, 60 yards and one TD. Duke Johnson, six of six, for 54 yards. Landry, only four of eight for 47 yards. Fells, three of three for 18 yards and one TD. Dontrell Hilliard, one for one for 15. Chubb, two for three for three yards. Deval, one for one for one yard. And Callaway had a target but didn't catch it. I must say, I thought Higgins had a great game. Oh, I thought Higgins was phenomenal. And it, I'll go put his touchdowns aside for one second. The first two touchdowns, they were awesome throws from Baker. They, there was loads of throws throughout the game, but he put the ball in places where the receivers are going to catch it or no one's going to catch it. And it was really, really good to see. As soon as he knew it was man coverage, he had the defender and he was just slotting them balls straight on the sidelines, nearly all of them. Of It was toe tapping, so Duke Johnson had that awesome toe tap. Um, Landry, I think, had two of them. Higgins had a few. Um, but the 
the Fells and the Njoku touchdowns were absolutely amazing. And I love the Fells one even more. It wasn't a particularly great bit of play, but it was just the build up to it all. And they just did a really, really good job. Yeah, mate. I think we can safely say we have a franchise quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm, it depends what you mean by that franchise quarterback. I take that to mean they're one of the top three quarterbacks and they can carry a team to a Super Bowl. I don't know if he's at that level yet. I think it's become a bit loose, the whole franchise quarterback. It's like if any quarterback you're going to pay $20 million to, and there were people calling Blake Bortles a franchise quarterback after last season. So it depends how you view the word franchise quarterback. I would say he's not there yet, but he's definitely on the right course. If we can get another solid second season out of him, then it's wait and see until year five and six. Can he do it once we take away a lot of them weapons and money? Um, and let's see. Exciting times, Jack. Exciting. Yeah. I thought the O-line did a really, really good job today. Um, let me just pull up the numbers on the defence for uh, yeah, zero uh, sacks. Um, was uh, Greg Robinson playing left tackle, was he? As far as I'm aware. Was he not? No, uh, no, no. I don't really uh, watch your line in too much detail, but um, did... Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know how we set up yesterday. Um, I believe... I did see Corbett on the pitch sometimes. He sometimes comes on in um, 6 line packages. Um, so I've seen him in for a few of them. Um, just trying to see if I can find it. But uh, no, it's, um, it's one of them that it went really well and we'll just keep on rolling. Where's the um, I thought uh, Lange had a good game. I know you're going to disagree. He, he, he had good moments and there was flashing moments of the two um, catches that Baker slotted into them tight holes. But catching four of eight, is that really it? Oh, who knows? I thought the bit of um, play the uh, kitchen set out for the... It was all sorts of stuff going on which allowed Landry to throw, which I thought did a really good job. It was very different. Um, it's just really exciting that our wide receiver room has gone from, at the start of the season, absolutely amazing, to mid-season where, where's all our players gone? To come to the end of the season thinking... Maybe you only need one more wide receiver in that room. I think you've got, you've got four that are serviceable in Landry, Higgins, Callaway and Perryman. Obviously, you've got to re-sign Perryman. Who knows what he's going to want. Um, I'm not ready to crown Perryman and Callaway anything yet because we just don't know. Um, it needs more time. Higgins is just a solid. Um, Higgins and Landry both ideally would play out of the slot. Um, and it's just getting that outside right. So Tyrell Williams is a player I've thrown around 10 million, um, probably two years. Um, so 10 and 10 or say 8 and um, 12, um, I think is a deal that might get done or you might see another one of them um, wide receivers added. And then I think we draft someone second or third round um, because we just need to add that talent. And then maybe two years down the line, if you're seeing Higgins steps up and becomes the best slot receiver on our roster, that might mean the end of Landry. It might mean a trade. It might mean a cut. Um, it gives you options. So you want us to take a wide receiver around two or three? Two or three, yeah. As well as um, add one as free agent because I just think we need to add multiple weapons. I've, I've not been impressed with anything after them four. And I think Callaway is going to take time to develop. And I'm not ready to 
bet it all on Perryman yet. I've seen good stuff for Perryman. I really like what Perryman's done. But at the same time, let's remember his past. Don't, we can't build him up as a piece of our weaponry. He, he got the most yards yesterday, but they're on two catches. And you're going to see that from him. You're going to see the odd big play. We need that consistent move the sticks receiver. All right, cool. What number are we going to give it? I've gone with a nine. I think it's just solid. Um, yeah, I, I think nine. I don't think it's quite a ten. Um, I, I think nine's good. Why not a ten? Um, I think when you're not completing ten of them passes, um, I think there's fair reason not to grade it up. And yeah, it's, it's 284 yards. Obviously, you can get some games now where your players are throwing for a lot more. Um, I think some players are throwing for 400 yards in some games. So. I, th- I, th- I think nine's uh, fair enough. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, mate. Nine's a good number, mate. Well done, Jack, for that positivity from you. And here's the Baker challenge. So, Baker threw for 284 yards. I went 250, you went 220. So, that's a, a nice Jack win. Uh, TDs, I went three, you went two. Three. You're giving everything to me for Christmas, mate. Uh, interceptions, I went one, you went two. It was zero, so that's another one. And just a clean sweep 69% I went you went 68 he was just over that so uh, so it's, it's a full house full house on the Baker Challenge you had a resurgence the last couple of weeks and uh, stole it all back I don't really care mate we won that's the main thing alright cool um, the running um, offence what are we going to give that out of uh, 10 so, Here's the numbers. Um, Nick Chubb, 19 attempts for 112 yards. That's 5.9 average. Baker Mayfield, 6 for 16. That's 2.7. But obviously, that would have taken off the kneels, which would have cut the numbers. Um, Duke was 2 for 12, which is average of 6. And Jarvis Landry, 1 for 6, which is an average of 6. So everyone that was rushing, more or less, had an average of 6 um, yards, which is, is fantastic, obviously. Take average with a pinch of salt because you could have one run for 100 yards and then not in the others, but it was just solid. Um, there was nothing exceptional, and um, there was a few times we struggled, and we need to work on that. Where it was, say, first and goal, second and goal, and we need to be able to get them two, three yards to punch the ball in. Um, so I think it's something we need to work on. Um, we were quite good at it at the start of the season when you had um, Hyde, short yardage back, it's a specialist to punch in the one, two yards. We didn't do that today, but to be fair, if that's the biggest complaint that Baker had to run out and throw to a uh, tight end, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I thought Duke Johnson had a great game. Didn't really talk about him on the receiving side, but um, yeah, he was back on fire yesterday. Yeah, he got his, what is it, two touches in the rushing game and um, six, is it, in the... Yeah, he's sort of one of them, he's going to get eight to ten touches every game and Eight, yeah, it's ten, and he's gonna he's gonna do something special on each play, because um, there was times when he he should have easily been caught behind the line of scrimmage, and he just uh, he, he sort of moves a little bit left, moves a little bit right, and then boom, he's gone. So uh, no, fantastic player. Um, he's just that solid sort of receiving back that you want, and he can do different things. Yeah, and what number are we gonna give it? I think an eight, just because they weren't able to punch in them. Uh, first and second and goal touchdowns. Um, if, it, if you'd have added sort of a touchdown on the two times we tried to punch it in, 
we're talking a ten, um, a nine or a ten. So I think eight's fair. So do you want to draft a big, ugly, late round powerhouse just to come in to get them uh, two yards, one yards next season? Um, I'm I'm not too bothered. In all honesty, I think I think it's more of a reflection of the O line. Um, if the O line can create them holes, and to be fair, it's a good defensive line. Um, the Bengals, they're no joke. So, um, no, I think you can uh, definitely have a little bit of improvement there. Okay, great. Uh, I think eight's a safe number, mate. I can't really fault that. Right, so let's flip it over to the Bengals. Um, Jeff Driscoll, 13 of 19, 133 yards, two TDs, and just the headlines of who they went to. Uzoma, four of five for 49 yards and a TD. Um, Cody Core, two of three for 36 yards. Alex Erickson, two of two for 35 yards. And uh, Mixon, two of two for 10. John Ross, one of five for three yards and a touchdown. And Giovanni Bernard, two of two for zero yards. And there was also the fumble by Jeff Driscoll. Um, I thought our defence had a good uh, game. I thought Avery had a great game. Yeah, um, Avery had a really good game. It, sort of, it went down as a pass deflection. It could have very easily been a uh, interception. I don't know if it was just Carrie and uh, him got mixed up. Joe Schober obviously forcing the fumble. It was a fantastic play. Um, the D-line and the pass rush was on fire today. So sacks for Ogunjobi, Avery and Schobert. Tackles for a loss. You've got Denzel Ward. Ogunjobi got two. Jamie Collins got one. Avery got two. Uh, Peppers got one. Yeah. And uh, no, it was just a really, really good game. They were exciting. They were making plays. Unfortunately, it would have been better if we'd have managed to get an interception in there or something. But they shut down the pass game. I think there was a stat like Jeff Driscoll had three passing yards in the first half. Um, and most of their numbers came sort of after that six minutes, 22 left on the clock, where I don't know if we took our foot off the gas, it didn't click, um, but that's where you uh, saw them get a lot of their yardage and uh, gameplay. All right, and uh, what number are we going to give it? I think an eight, just because if, if there'd have been that interception, um, it might have been different, but I think a, a solid eight. All right, excellent. And um, the other defence? So, rush defence. Um, 17, um, Joe Mixon, 17 attempts for 68 yards. That's an average of four. Jeff Driscoll, five for 21. That's an average of 4.2. John Ross, one for seven. Um, and Clayton Fedjadellum, one for six. Yeah, I think keeping uh, Mixon under 100 is a great achievement. Yeah, I thought we did a really good job of shutting him down. Obviously, it makes it easy because the Bengals are suffering with injuries badly. So it meant that they couldn't really throw the ball. And, and when you know the team's only going to run the ball, unless you've got sort of an O-line as good as the Dallas Cowboys had uh, sort of last year and the year before that, where they're incredible. And you know Elliot's rushing it, but he can still get holes. It's really, really um, tough to run the ball. And, and we just shut them down. Plain and simple. Every time they wanted to pass the ball, it was just time and time again. Every clip I saw, we were in the backfield. Um, and here's a bold take I'm going to throw out there. I think 
Blake Williams is better at calling our defense than Greg Williams was. And no way. Yep, I'm going there. I'm going there. I genuinely believe it. I've been thinking it the last two weeks, but I weren't ready to say it until today. And it was just the way they were mixing it up and doing different things. It really worked today. And every different player I saw, I was seeing a different blitz concept and things like that. So we're still blitzing. But the players of which four and five we're running, we're mixing it up and we're doing different things to move it around. So I think he's genuinely improved our defence. The numbers might not be there of the takeaways and turnovers, but they are, it's very much, it's, um, there was no way we were going to continue them numbers. You're going to get a reversion to the mean. So if the average amount of takeaways is roughly going to come down together, because if you, it's a 50-50 more or less when a ball's um, fumbled or something like that, who's going to get it? Early on in the season, the luck favoured our way and it's going to flip the other way after that. So it's, I'm happy with the turnovers not being as good, but the defence is a lot stronger. Um, and I think if they produce the numbers in sort of the second half of the season, I think in them last eight games, we're going to see a much better defence than we did in the first eight. Mm. Final number? Final number, I'm going to go... S- I want to say seven. Let's go, let's go eight. Yeah, I think eight's, eight's good because yeah, they, they, their job was to keep uh, mixing out of the game. They've done that. Yep. Can't ask much more than that. Special teams, your favourite. So, let, let's just nail the two to start with. You had the um, punt that was... Um, well, it's basically a turnover. Even though we got the ball back, it was fourth down, so it was a turnover. Um, it wasn't pretty. Um, I haven't sat there and watched the play enough. Um, the commentators were saying Pepper should have cut over and blocked the guy on the left. He didn't. Um, but these things happen. Um, I'm not entirely upset. It's, it's not ideal, but at the same time, we just need to learn. Um, and as your roster gets better, your special teams is going to improve because you've got better players in them roles. Um, and then the other one, which was bitterly disappointing, was the f- um, fake punt, um, which they snapped it to Fijerman or something, the um, backup free safety, and he just absolutely drove it through. And we were we were built into the package on our punt team to stop that. And they still couldn't stop it, which was, oh, it's disappointing. Um, but just while I'm there, because the series before there was something interesting happened, um, we went for it on fourth and one in our own half. And um, I, I really, really like that. It was really good. I like the fact that we're going to attempt and go for this stuff. So, um, no, it's exciting times. Um, but yeah, there was, there was two gaffes. There was one positive that I've got though. Tavarius Thomas, I thought he did a really good job. He gets there first on nearly all these punt. Uh, when we punt it, he's down that field straight away. And we were up until sort of the six minutes, 22, when it started falling apart, we were making tackles all over the field, all phases of the game. It's an issue we've had sort of the whole season. of We haven't been able to wrap up and um, make these tackles. Today, we were doing that, and it was a really, really good thing to see. Um, but no, Tavares Thomas, that tip to you, sir. You, you're coming along nicely. Could we keep sort of a, him as a 10th, 11th um, DB on the roster and mainly just, just to play special teams? You don't want him out there playing cornerback. 
possibly. Let's see what happens. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, he will keep on the roster. We will see. Final number, I'm going to go over five. I want a three. Um, I think if you turn it over in your 20-yard line um, and you give up a first down when it should be punted to you, there's two big errors. And they're the sort of things that early on in the season we were making the mistakes and losing what was really close games. Those sort of mistakes, we got away with it today, but they, they can cost you wins um, because you do all the hard work and you, you force a team to fourth down and then you let them have an easy first down and a new set of yards. And then with the other one, we gave them a touchdown. Um, at the end of this game, it was within grasp that they could do something. And that was only because of that blocked um, punt, which led to eight points. So I think three, and I think I, I don't think it's unfair to say that because they are two massive errors that cannot be allowed to happen if you want to go win the Super Bowl. All right, let's go for a Christmas four. Christmas four. You're feeling kind today. You know? Um, so the two things I want to finish up on, I've got some bad news. After all the positivity yesterday, what's happened is they've changed the Ravens uh, uh, game. So I'm flying out there and I'm leaving straight after the game. So with the four, they're moving at three, three and a half hours. I can potentially only see the first quarter. Oh no. <laughs> so um, I could not go, I've got some options. The flights were 300 pounds. So they were my own Christmas present to myself. So not killer, but I can understand that London, I have to get back for New Year's Eve for a party I'm hosting. So I think the option is first quarter, tailgate, first quarter, second quarter, in the Uber, third, fourth quarter at the airport. Is there any way you can get another flight and still get back in time or not? No, impossible. Oh, no. That sucks. Yeah. And I, and I don't have the money to uh, buy another flight as well, to be honest. Yeah. So... Uh, I think I'm just going to go for the tailgate first quarter experience. Why not? But yeah. I'll reflect this week. Yeah, it's one of them where they, they flex games so late and in football that we're moaning as fans when they do it two, three weeks in advance because it's a pain in the arse. But yeah, what a nightmare. I didn't even think of that when you told me the game had moved. All right, well, yeah, life goes on. And then the um, last thing is uh, tomorrow I'm doing the uh, live podcast draw with my mum for the um, jersey so um, that should be good and I'll be buying someone a jersey tomorrow so I'm quite excited about that oh, good stuff guys so if you want to get in that draw you've got until how long have they got till midnight tonight or 10 o'clock tonight Christmas morning England Christmas morning in England so I'm, I'm going to give you till midnight East Coast time get those do a review and put the, tweet the review at Paul um, and just get on there because there's only about 50, 60 people in this draw so far. And that's an awesome shot of winning a jersey. Let Paul make your Christmas because he's been looking forward to giving this jersey away. Um, free money, guys. Free jersey. Go for it. Okay, and the last thing, Jack, it's an exclusive. It's a hot take. Tomorrow, I'm going to do something that Hugh Jackson never did. Watch the tape. Close. 
I am going to go in the Atlantic Sea on Christmas Day wearing a Browns hat. <laughs> I hope you're wearing something else. It's a tradition in Cornwall where you run in the sea on Christmas Day to celebrate Christmas Day. So I'm going to do it in a Browns theme. And I'm not sure if I'm going to actually go in, but I'm going to have a few shots of vodka before I do it. Mum will be there. She'll give me a towel and I'm just going to try and do it. Go in the Atlantic Sea. Are you going to wear that cheerleader's outfit as well? No. Oh. I've had enough haters for me wearing a cheerleader's outfit this weekend, so uh, uh, nothing like that, no. No worries, buddy. Have an amazing Christmas tomorrow. And um, no, Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you for being a part of this year. And um, thank you to the Browns community. You've been awesome. And uh, we'll be back. Well, I'll be back Boxing Day. I don't quite know what we're doing yet, but we're working on it. And just a quick side note, the Steelers need for what might happen in this final week, if we win and the Steelers lose to the Bengals, we finish second. We win and the Steelers win, then the Ravens miss out on the players, the Steelers make the playoffs and we still finish third. If um, the Ravens and the, uh, if the Ravens win, then they make the playoffs. So uh, anything could happen, guys. There's still stuff to play for. It's going to be exciting. Mate, it's going to be a great, great, great end to the season and let's think mate who thought that we'd be in this position right now yeah me I called we're going to be second in the league or division I, I, I said we'd be 8-8 eight and eight, but then you have to take the Hugh tax into account and uh, that was uh, three losses so uh, hey I, I was there just uh, if we'd have taken Hugh out earlier we might have been even better mate 8-7-1 and second division would be amazing it would be. I don't think it's going to happen. I can't see the Bengals overturning the Steelers, but you never know. If if we just get eight, seven, and one, that would be an incredible achievement. But even if we lose and we remain competitive, it's still been a fantastic season. Um, it's been difficult to rebuild. Obviously, losing your head coach and your offensive coordinator, but they've done a really good job. I'm proud of the boys, and uh, let's bring it home. Come on, the Browns. Short week. Let's do this. Merry Christmas. Come